ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Freedom Wire, your number one source for patriotic truth. Sean Ambrosino, Connor, and the masked man is back, Ryan James, coming to us live from the land that time forgot, Michigan. Um, there's still aliens up here, or excuse me, oh, there's that too in the UP, but there's dinosaurs, you know, <laughs> the land before time. Uh, we're coming at you today. Uh, we are short one grace, uh, but she is uh, uh, healing up from a uh, tooth withdrawal. So good for her. Uh, she she uh, but she'll be back for our next one today, though, we're going to talk talk about General Mark Milley and whether or not he is a candidate for court martial or uh, even, you know, I mean, treason of the of the worst kind uh we're going to be talking about that and what led to that um as far as phone calls to china but before we do that we're going to do what we always do we're going to ask you to please like share and comment on this video do you think general milley should be fired resigned court-martialed or worse let us know below also if you haven't already please subscribe to the channel and hit that notifications bell. That way you'll know every time a new episode is up. Also, if you're not a member of FreedomWire, real easy to become one. Just click the link on the bottom right-hand side of the screen and uh, give us your email. We'll start sending stories that are important to conservatives like you and like us. You probably won't read anywhere else. All right, guys. Uh, treason. You know, it, it's, it's funny. Is I just had a conversation with somebody the other day about Benedict Arnold and how they called him, you know, one of America's biggest traitors. But for those that know anything about history, they know that Benedict Arnold didn't turn on America as much as America turned on Benedict Arnold. Um, you know, he, this guy gave all of his wealth to the American, to the, you know, the brand new American government. He, 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 uh, bought and clothed and fed his troops out of his own fortune. And uh, when he asked for the money back, those people told him to go kick rocks. So that's when he flipped sides. And, and that's really, I mean, is that, is that treason? I don't know. It's hard to, that, that one's a lot harder. But Mark Milley calling China and telling them that he would warn them if an attack was coming sounds like treason to me. Well, I could see, well, on the Benedict Arnold thing, I know we're spoken, um, I mean, yeah, he gave him West Point, so that's kind of treason, but anyway, but uh, I, I could see why he was upset, but where Millie is a completely different different situation, he was literally going to, hey, if we attack you, I'll let you know beforehand, so, you know, that you don't have to worry about it, it's like, hmm, uh, that to me is, tr uh, there's a term for that, I was saying, a word for that was uh, treason, <laughs> I was like, I'm like well, I couldn't believe I was reading that in the Washington Post the other day, I was like, uh, granted, if it's true, I mean, who knows anything anymore? The Woodward's kind of, he's, he's out there for his notoriety too. But if, assuming that it's true, that's, that's, that is treason. I don't know. You can't tell me otherwise. Well, right. Just, just so you know, it has been verified that he did make those calls to China by the Pentagon. Yeah, that's true. What, what I'm saying is I don't, I haven't seen like the transcript or anything or how it went oh, down or whatever. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I'm just trying to be fair. I'm just trying to be fair. But right. I'm, I'm at this point, it sure looks like it happened. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's really not a word you can use to describe an American military official calling up a foreign power 
and saying, I will keep you informed about our military actions, that's treason. There's, there's not another way to describe that. Now, of course, you can contextualize it and, you know, examine his reasons and such, but you, you can't explain away the fact that he basically committed treason blatantly according to the textbook definition of what that is. So it's not looking good for Millie. And, you know, here we were thinking that the worst thing he did was sit there trying to uh, investigate white rage and force the, the armed forces to read critical race theory texts and, you know, uh, involve themselves in the philosophies of Ibram X. Kendi and stuff. No, it turns out he was doing something way worse the entire time. The whole woke general white rage thing was just the convenient cover up front. He's actually a pretty terrible guy, even beyond what we already knew. You know, what's really frustrating, too, on top of, you know, committing treason, uh, is that Joe Biden sticking by him, at least as of now, he might change. But as of now, he's sticking by him. Like, wouldn't you, if you're Joe Biden, wouldn't you want, like, if you couldn't trust that guy, right? Like, why would you, what's to say he wouldn't turn on him? Like, I, I don't know. It's just like. Well, you, you heard what Trump, why Trump said uh, Biden hasn't fired him yet. Did you read the, did you read that, Ryan? Not today's. I seen he what he said yesterday. Well, he he said this also yesterday. This was another statement. He said the reason why Biden hasn't fired uh, Millie uh, is because Millie will expose all of the dirty secrets about Afghanistan. Yeah, I I, mean, I, I have his. I have his whole statement right here. We have it live yeah. in an article on freedomwire.com right now. Uh, go over there and check that out. But basically, the the part Sean was just referencing. Trump comes out swinging. Millie is a complete nut job. The only reason Biden will not fire or court-martial him is because he doesn't want him spilling the dirty secrets on Biden's deadly disaster in Afghanistan. And, you know, granted, that's just Trump's theory on it, but for whatever reason, nobody's willing to turn on Millie at all in, in the government. We have seen, of course, some pretty significant pushback from the ground up on both sides of the aisle. They're like, oh yeah, we can't have the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff conspiring with foreign military powers to undermine the president. That shouldn't be allowed. He should at the very least resign, probably face charges for that. But the entire Biden administration is willing to let it go. The media establishment is largely willing to defend him because when would they ever criticize anything done by the Biden administration? But more importantly, the people who are saying, Millie defended us from World War III. Oh, Millie, you know, uh, deserves a medal. He deserves commendations. He stopped all these horrible things from happening. He had the motive of Trump is an evil dictator who's going to create a war to stay in power, and I need to stop him by any means necessary. It goes to show the nonsense narrative that they pushed even back before the election. If you recall, Pelosi... Schiff, basically every Democrat who had a platform was saying Trump is going to try to stay in power. He's going to activate the military. He's going to try to overthrow the government. He's going to declare himself dictator for life. It's the same thing they've said about every Republican president, essentially, Ever. in the last 50 years. They said the same thing about Bush. Now they love Bush because Bush will, you know, emerge from his painting studio to compare Trump supporters to 9-11 terrorists. But they didn't used to like Bush. They said the same thing about him. And this is why they will never condemn Millie or demand his resignation, 
because not only do they agree with what he did, but they think he's heroic for doing it. Because the, the other part of this whole treason thing that he did, it wasn't just the phone call with China. It was the secret meeting he held at the Pentagon where he told an entire panel of military officials after the election, don't listen to a single order that comes from Trump. This was deep state military industrial complex, hardcore pushing the idea that Trump was going to try to take over the country and they got into a room and conspired to disobey him. That was never going to happen, but they did it anyway, and the new administration loves them for it. I mean, it just proves, I mean, it's just another example of it was literally Trump versus the entire deep state, fourth branch of government, whatever you want to call them, for four years. They were all going up against them. That's what he was going up against every day he went to work. Yeah. And here, here's here's the long and short of it is this has done this this proves that that what Trump has said all along about DC was 100% right. Full of bottom feeding swamp dwellers that will do anything to hold on to power, up to and including subverting the will of the american people because that by my, uh millie trying to make this uh, what is it like you know again why why they think the most peaceful president in decades trump is is Easily. one of the only presidents that not only kept us out of armed conflicts pulled us out of armed conflicts signed all kinds of peace treaties if Trump was a Democrat, he would be being hailed as a hero. But uh, when it when it comes to his peacefulness, but to think that, but but even even so, the American people voted Trump in by Miley or Millie uh, making these these accusations and and making these orders. He is subverting the will of the American people. For the that means from November through January 20th, we were nothing more than a police state. We were nothing more than at the than held at the whim of uh, Mark Milley. Uh, that's what that's what it was. It, if, if Trump, if the, these uh, military officials were to not listen to Trump, who were they to listen to? that's just amazing i mean the fact that this is even real life i mean it's something you think you'd read like a tom clancy novel or something you know like this has actually happened in real life these last couple of years is just that's what the, the thing with trump's presidency is he exposes these people and they don't like him like him for it that's why they he learned like i've always said i've said this many times trump broke their minds they don't know how to react to somebody like him and and it's and this is and the other thing is the kind of lost in this is what the hell does china have on these people like, why is he like feeling like he he feels more comfortable talking to some Chinese dude, general than he does the president of the United States? Like that to me is very concerning. It's like all levels, of, even up to the military, government, culture, sports, entertainment. China has all these people, you know, under their thumb. It's just unreal to me. Well, they've they've spent decades doing it, and now it's suddenly all them. the people, yeah, all the people they in are. charge, yeah, all the people in charge are the people who have been working with them from the get-go, but all of a sudden they, in one fell swoop, came into power. And now we're dealing with the consequences of that. 
because like like i said it goes even beyond the thing where he was talking with china because there was also the report from that same bob woodward book and honestly i think by this point politicians need to learn to stop talking to bob woodward uh, <laughs> trump nothing included. Trump yeah included. trump included like yeah. any any politician who sits down to have an honest chat with bob woodward is <laughs> an idiot and yeah. will likely go down f- for the corruption that is going on behind the scenes which is good it's good for the rest of us not necessarily good for politicians but that same report shows that uh after the january 6th riot and you know in the build-up to it nancy pelosi was talking with mark milley about what they were going to do and you know how they were to you know stop any of this stuff from happening again and Millie in that conversation assured her, don't worry, steps have been taken, precautions are in place, he won't have that kind of authority to invoke the military and everything. So like Sean said, that essentially means from election night until inauguration day, we didn't really have an executive branch capable of doing anything because they would have branded any action that he had taken as some tyrannical power grab. They would have spun it to be even if there was a legitimate threat to the country and Trump needed to mobilize the military, they never would have gone along with it, which means they likely would have been willing to allow terrorist threats, harm to allies, uh, compromised positions around the world. Who, who knows? They would have allowed all of it because they weren't letting Trump make any decisions. So, yeah, who was running the country? Honestly, like if you look at that span of a few months there and ask who was really in charge, that's who runs the country all the time. That's who's pulling Biden's strings. That's who was conspiring against Trump the entire time. That's who was active under Obama. That's the deep state. Like the, the, when the president can't do anything, the people who are still running it are the ones in charge. Yeah, Milley is his subordinate. He, he might not like that, but Trump was his superior. He answers to Trump. This is like, I know they don't like that, but it's how it is. Civilian control of the military is the reason that's set up that way. And if military officials are in a place where the president is doing something so egregious that they cannot in good conscience be a part of it, their duty is to resign. Right. Because these people serve at the pleasure of the president and can be appointed or dismissed as he sees fit. And honestly... If you look at Trump for his entire four years in office, his cabinet and you know official appointments had sort of a revolving door on them. You had people come in and out way more frequently than most other administrations would. Sometimes it was good. You know, a, a person who did not need to be there or did not deserve to be there would come in. They'd butt heads. Trump would get rid of them. Other times you'd have guys who were more generally considered honorable men and women leave positions and hate Trump. And then a lot of the time they would then go over to uh, support the leftist narrative because it would sell books and stuff. Look at, you know, uh, General Mathis and other guys like that who did that sort of thing. But if they have such an objection to it, resign as an act of public disagreement. No military official should have the power or does have the power to conspire with other branches of government to undermine the president. And they certainly don't have the authority to take that overseas and conspire with foreign governments. And I know treason is a word that gets thrown around way too lightly now. And now it's basically anything a politician does that you dislike, that you think is anti-American, 
but this is the dictionary definition of it. Like it doesn't get more cut and dry than this. I'm not saying we need to see Mark Milley imprisoned for the rest of his life or facing capital punishment, but at the very least, it should cost him his job. He should but why be not? Military. Why, why, why not? Why should he not be imprisoned? If this is what he did, this is treason. Yeah. He should be <laughs> in prison for that. 100%. Because no, I'm saying at a bare minimum, like bare yeah. minimum, lose his job. And then we can get into the uh, criminal charges and punishment for that later on. But it, if this is what he did and it's this black and white, the fact that he is not only not facing consequences, but still remaining in that position of power to continue doing it, that's the real concern here. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like the fact that Biden has not fired his his butt right now tells you. Well, not that I didn't think I couldn't think. I don't think I could think any less of Joe Biden. I already do. I think he's a piece of crap. But anyway, that's a, that's another story. Uh, but like, he needs to be fired. Like, how is he not firing him? I mean, I'm asking a rhetorical question at this point. I already know that because he doesn't. Like the general, he probably views him as a hero for standing up to the big bad orange man. Yeah, but but the, he didn't stand up to anybody. There was nothing to stand up to. Obviously, I know. That's what's so funny about That's it. That is, worse, it is there really wasn't, funny. There yeah. wasn't any talk of no. this. There wasn't any idea no. of this. I know. That's, it's, they made it up in their heads. Remember I said, talk about how they break, he broke their brains? They literally, they just make things up now. They were like, oh my God, he's, it's a threat to the, to the world. He's going to get us into World War III with China. Yeah, this is, this is the point. They, they kept trying to build up the narrative that you know, if Trump doesn't get the election to go the way he wants, he's going to call in his loyalists in the military and uh, whip up all these right-wing militias, and he's going to take over, and he's going to oust all his opposition. He's going to become a dictator. He's going to become a tyrant. He's disregarding military advice. He's flouting the advice of his cabinet. He's driving away all these good, sane, reasonable people. He's going to become a dictator. Once again, we see the clear case that Biden is the guy they told you Trump was. Because look at some of the recent revelations, again, from the Bob Woodward book about what Biden did in the run-up to the pullout from Afghanistan. Uh, there, There's reports, basically every military official and cabinet member was telling him, slow down, keep the conditions in place, don't just pull the military out immediately, handle this the right way. And Biden didn't listen to it. He went about it in exactly the way he wanted to. He overrode military officials. He disregarded advice. He acted completely independently and it got people killed. We don't need to sit here and you know point out for hours all the double standards inherent in that. But just think if we got a report that advisors had told Trump not to do something, he went ahead and did it anyway, and then Americans died. He, he'd be the one getting charged with treason. He'd and be, yeah, he'd be, he'd be impeached. He'd be impeached again for that because oh, yeah. they would seize on just about anything. But now not only do we have a cut and dry case of treason, but we have a president who did the exact thing they undermined the last guy for. And not only is he not, or none of them being criticized, they're all being called heroes. They're all <laughs> being called, you know, men who are good at their jobs. They're all being praised. And we have a media establishment that is willing to just continue carrying that burden for them doesn't matter what they do the media will spin it as a good thing and they rely on the fact that you're going to forget about it because that's that's their goal with afghanistan right now 
they cut the Taliban a check, and then they're just hoping you'll forget about it. It makes it makes you wonder. It truly makes you wonder what it would take to change for for a liberal or a leftist to go. Okay, that's too far. It really makes you wonder. You know, if, is there a line that these people won't cross? Because if if the shoes were on the other feet, as it were, and this entire thing happened under Donald Trump, and everything that's happened uh, is is happening, they'd be calling for his head. And I'm wondering what Joe Biden has to do for the for the left to say, okay, this guy has to go. Become a conservative. <laughs> Just wait, no one day to conservative. <laughs> He's got to go. He's got to go now. I don't. They don't seem to have any moral lines. That's it's a big problem right now. They don't seem, they, they, there's there's no line that they won't cross, as long as it's being crossed by their own people. Because if they th- th- these people are so genuinely convinced that Trump was the biggest threat to liberty freedom and human safety that the world has ever seen he wasn't just the second coming of adolf hitler he was worse than adolf hitler if satan and hitler and stalin had a baby and then it was raised by every cartoon supervillain who has ever existed that would be donald trump in their eyes and he became the most powerful man in the world and they were terrified they were convinced he was going to be the end of everything we've built so when you have a scenario in which that exists, no action taken against him is wrong. If you have the worst thing in human history that you're fighting against, it doesn't matter what rules you have to bend or break, what lines you have to cross, who you have to lie to or cheat or steal from, as long as you're fighting the worst thing, it's all okay. So if you're fighting the devil president who's gonna nuke the world in a matter of days, what's a little treason? Like, why wouldn't you commit a little treason to stop that guy? Of course, all the facts prove that he wasn't that guy. Anyone with a brain can observe that that's not what was going on. But that's what they convinced themselves was the truth because it enabled them to get away with whatever they want. And that's what they've been relying on for years now. These are, and meanwhile, President Xi's over there in Beijing just counting down the days till he invades Taiwan. So, because there ain't no way you, you're gonna tell me Joe Biden's gonna stand in his way. Nope, absolutely not. That's why that Hunter Biden story is a bigger story. It wasn't just because Hunter Biden, you know, he's off unhinged, you know, his lifestyle or whatever. It's because his it implicated his dad, who's now the president, with Chinese businessmen. That's that's why it's a big story because they have to have something on him. It's like I, you can't convince me otherwise. That to me is why that story was at the time it was such a big story because. Now, I mean, what is Biden going to do? He ain't going to stand up to China. And then there's also the reports of, you know, that whole art auction of Hunter Biden's paintings. Uh, you know, people were theorizing it's essentially just a money laundering campaign where he sells his worthless artwork and people give money to him on behalf of that to get clout with Biden. And they were saying that, you know, some of those paintings were sold to Chinese officials and businessmen and other people like that. And, you know, of course, that involves a lot of conjecture, but it's not outside the realm of possibility because they've done it before. Every time somebody had something going on with China, Biden was involved in it somehow. 
And that's what they were angling for. They wanted to get their hands on a guy who they knew at some point was likely going to end up in some big position of power. And, you know, they thought they had reached the top when he was vice president, but little did they know they just had to wait a few years and then he'd be the number one guy. Now they have an entire administration who is willing to not only work with them, not only accept money from them, but warn them about anything that could harm China. That, yeah. That's insane. Or, like, or we might as well just surrender to them at that point. Or basically apologize for our supposed human rights violations and, and saying that when that, like they did in uh, Alaska and the Chinese delegation met with the American delegation, I think it was Blinken, was like, oh yeah, we're bad too. It's like, yeah. like we don't have, we, a, wait, where is Alaska? Is there a million Muslims in Alaska right now in a concentration camp they don't know about? I know there's one in Beijing or one in China. We have so weakened and debased and humiliated ourselves on the world stage that we couldn't negotiate from a position of strength with the Taliban when they were hiding in caves and fighting with rocks. You really think now that we've surrendered to them and cut ourselves off at the knees on every other foreign policy decision in the last nine months that we're going to be able to stand up to China and Russia and everyone else who hates us now? They're going to run roughshod over the rest of the world because they know they can get away with it. Like Ryan said, I wouldn't be like every day you there's a chance to wake up and see that there's a headline about China invading Taiwan. It's all but confirmed it's going to happen. They're just getting their their ducks in a row before they do it. Russia is going to push for whatever they want. Iran is going to push for whatever it wants. The Taliban is suddenly a world power negotiating with all of our enemies and forming alliances and uh, getting involved in global trade. Doesn't America have an have a vested interest in like stopping that from happening? One would have thought when we had a position of strength, we could have stopped that. But now, like Ryan said, we have secretaries of state apologizing for our own human rights violations and China saying that because of all the horrific things we've done to the African-American community until we can sort that out, we're not allowed to negotiate with them anymore as though the George Floyd situation was in any way comparable to, like Ryan mentioned, millions of Chinese Muslims in concentration camps. It's not the same thing. And we used to be able to say that. Well, I think they're jealous of China, the authoritarian left in this country. I think they're jealous that they have the powers that they, they, they're able to wield. They would love, that's what they're trying to do here. I mean, it might not be a direct equal system, but they love that power they have in China. They want to put in this country. So I think they have a, a secret admiration for China. Right. Yeah, of course. And, you know, they, they never admit it. And they, you know, would, of course, insist that, you know, the actual hardcore efforts of guys like Mao and even Xi Jinping today are are bad. But you look at a lot of the policies they support at home. They're pushing for things like social credit scores and isolating minority groups based on status with the government and stuff so essentially they they do want to become china and it makes sense then that we would have an administration and a military establishment that wants nothing more than to get along with them and as millie's actions prove he's willing to negotiate with the chinese more than he's willing to uphold America's power. And 
he bases that on a decision nothing more or bases that on nothing more than he doesn't like the president he doesn't like the guy who's in charge so he's willing to sell us out for it so i i know we're up against the clock here but all of this all of what we've just gone into is essentially a long-winded way of saying mark milley and everyone who participated in that deserves to lose their jobs and will likely be in prison and the fact that there aren't more people saying oh. that is just truly a pitiful reflection of where we are as a country right now. 100%. And that's, that's about all there is to it. And you can, you can tell who's on the right side of this thing based on who's saying that and who is not willing to say that at all. And until Biden fires Millie, court-martials and whatever, removes all of the people involved in this sort of thing, he's just as bad. He's complicit in it, and that's something that he cannot get away from. And if he wants to distance himself from it, there's a perfect opportunity right in front of him. All he's got to do is do it. But on that note, I think that's a, about as good of a place to leave off as any. This is an ongoing story, so we will likely have more updates for you, both in the form of podcasts and also articles up on freedomwire.com. Like Sean said at the top, make sure to go over there, subscribe, make sure you're on our email list. You never miss these updates. Then also on YouTube, be sure to subscribe to the channel. Leave us your thoughts down below. We read all your comments. We enjoy getting to hear from you guys. Share your thoughts on this. Does Mark Milley deserve to be in prison? Does Biden deserve to resign in disgrace over all this? Let us know what you think. And make sure to subscribe to the channel, hit the bell notification button so you never miss an episode. Also, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you get your listening material. Find us over there, download Freedom Wire Podcast. And yeah, thanks for thanks for tuning in, everybody. I think we just lost Ryan there, so that's about we as good of a way to end it as any. Sean, you want to bring us home here? Any wise words? Well, as they say... We are only one generation away from losing freedom. That generation is here. <laughs> we need to protect it as hard and as fervently as possible. Wise words from the bearded sage of freedomwire.com. So on that note, we will leave you guys until the next one. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, until the next time, stay safe, stay free. <laughs>